0: Hey, family. Uh, I'm an alcoholic and an addict, and my problem is Marcia, and uh, wow, this is overwhelming. Um, Thank you, so all of you for being here, um, for this uh, gathering of of drunks, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, this this is what it's all about. Um, If I would have, if if this would have happened like a few years ago, I would have been like, yeah, of course you are here to see me, because it is all about me. The world revolves around me. The sun rises and sets out of my butt. And, and that's it. And how? Did, oh, wait! Everybody has to be looking at me up here, people. My eyes are up here. Okay, um, that's the that's the way I was. That's the attitude I had. And uh, it's, I, I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out what that word humility is all about. I, I still have to look it up on a regular basis and and try and figure out what that's all about. But um, you know, I'm I'm getting better. You know, a little bit, one a little bit at a time. So. Um, Yes. Oh, I celebrated five years on Friday. Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yes, Thursday. Yeah. And that's freaking amazing. Um, I didn't think that I would get here, um, let alone have friends like you all, people. I didn't want to have anything to do with you people. Um, the cesspool cesspool of codependency is what I refer to any twelve step program, right? You got to come in. You got to get a sponsor. You got to get call the sponsor. I once had a sponsor that was so codependent, I had to call her between four and six every day. Four and six. It's like, will your life fall apart if I don't call you between four and six? Because I tell you, when I get jacked up, it's stupid o'clock in the morning. It ain't four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, And then you got to go to meetings and all the different kind of meetings. You got to go to the newcomer meeting and the big book meeting and the the topic meeting and the early meeting and the late meeting and, and the women's meeting. The women's meeting? Oh, I don't think so um and then there's the conventions and all that stuff and then you know we got to call people and like you codependent people need to just leave me alone like I don't want to have anything to do that. I came here to learn how to drink and smoke crack like a lady um that's what I came here for and uh yeah and instead what I got is exactly what I see here um there are 64 people here other than me and I know you all um, I probably called 90% of you when my panties have been in a bunch about something. Um, I've cried with you, I've laughed with you, um, I've 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 told some of you off. <laughs> it's simple. Um, and I've also been um put in my place by some of you as well. And it's been amazing and incredible and scary and holy shit, what the hell is going on here? Um, you know, and that's what sobriety is all about. So I am here to share my experience about what it was like, what happened, and what it is like now. This is what it's like now, all you people that are here. And it's a little, it, it's, and it's overwhelming. On Thursday, I was very overwhelmed. It was, um, I got a, a flood of, of messages from people, which was just like made me cry a lot. And uh, I felt felt this huge sense of obligation to have to return every single message, like now. And, you know, I had shit that I had to do that day. You know, I had to go down to the the driver's license, the DMV, and I had to go piss somebody off there. Word to the wise, do not piss off the driving people. Do not, okay? If you don't remember anything else from this talk, do not piss off the driving people. Um, And... I, I was able to stop myself. I was able to stop myself. And 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 as I was about to let loose on this, this, this kid who was just like, you know, doing his job, right? That voice inside me said, don't say it. And I listened to that voice, you know, I just took a deep breath and said, okay, well, what do I need to do now? And I was able to um, um, answer or follow all the directions. And I still had to go back on Friday which really, really annoyed me because don't you know my time is so valuable? I got things to do, things to do. You know, like when I'm working from home, don't listen, Jody. Um, like when I'm working from home and I'm rearranging my sock drawer and putting my underwear, you know, from lightest to darkest and all this stuff in my closet when I should be working. Um, and, and I was able to get through that situation on Thursday. <clears throat> um, you know, what I thought was going to be a half hour ordeal took five hours and I was annoyed when I left. Um, but I went back the next day, and twenty minutes after that, I walked out um with a driver's license in my pocket. You know it's not valid yet, but it's a driver's license, okay, which is a lot further than where I was before. Um, I have to redo my road test and then everything is good to go. So that car that I bought three months ago, I'm gonna be able to start driving it, um, and I'm becoming a bit of an adult, you know, i, I if I would have I really annoyed that guy on Thursday, I would be sitting here right now um with all the stories that i've come up with because when i go into that place of justifiable anger um the stories that i come up with are incredible about how it is everybody else's fault except mine as to why things went to hell in a handbasket on thursday you know when i went in there you know everything was against me and and uh i would have i would have justified my way out of that you know when the reality is Is that in 2012, I got behind the wheel of a car when I was so intoxicated I couldn't talk. Unfortunately, I didn't hurt anybody and I didn't hurt myself and I got caught. And that's what it is, you know, I got caught. So the fact that, you know, 10 years later, you know, I'm dealing with this stuff, if things had not worked out, it would have been like everybody else's fault. But the truth is, I did something that I wasn't supposed to be doing and I got caught. And whenever I used to get caught with things, you know, it's the elaborate, places that I would go to the elaborate stories to make sure that you didn't know that it, it, it was essentially my fault. It was essentially my fault, but it wasn't until I came into this program and I started listening to you that I realized, you know, I pretty much play a part in everything that goes on. Sometimes my part is just simply that I'm there. I'm not saying I take the fault and the blame or anything like that for everything that goes on. Sometimes my only part in the, in the scenario is the fact that I happen to be there but at least I'm looking at what my part is, whereas before I didn't do that, and I learned that coming into this program. The things that I learned coming into this program, and the one thing that really annoys me the most is that I have a conscience now, people. I have a conscience, and when I'm doing something wrong, I know that I'm doing it, and it sucks. I can no longer get away with those things that I used to get away with, you know, well, at least I I can't, I can't, I can't get away with it without feeling, what is it that, what, um uh, guilt. I feel guilty. And it took a while for me to find that word because that's not something that I'm used to feeling, right? I didn't care what I did when I was drinking and drugging and running and gunning out there. I didn't give a shit. I didn't care. So I hurt you. Who cares? You shouldn't have been there in the first place. Oh, did you need that? Was that your rent money that I stole from you? Well, who told you to leave it out there? You know that I'm a thief. That's not my problem. That's your problem. Oh, I borrowed money from you. You know that I'm a crackhead. Why'd you give it to me? You know, and that's the way it was. You know, it was always, it, I I just didn't care. I didn't care. I, I, I'd, I'd rob you blind and leave you for dead as long as I got what I wanted. And it's hard to say that now, but that's not me anymore. That's not me. So let's talk about the fun-loving Marcia, the one that annoys you people, because I always tell you to get your head out of your butt. And do the next right thing (laughs) and that all came from y'all as well i was able to find my smile i found my smile um at west side agnostic um in uh 2000 and uh 2020 um i had a um a surgery on my shoulder i was off work for three months i told the doctors when i was coming back to work because you know that's just the way i wanted it and they told me no and i said yes (laughs) Um, almost reinjured myself and got threatened with six months of being off work, which, you know, can't, have, can't happen because I'm a workaholic. Um, but uh, during that time, I was forced to slow down. So I was known as a hummingbird on Red Bull for my first two and a half years in the program. Um, those people that are in my home group here in Toronto, they would know that Like I'm constantly on the go. I do not know how to sit still. And I'm constantly go, because I'm running from the zombie apocalypse, okay? The zombie apocalypse is here. It's constant. It's real, okay? And my first year of sobriety, my first two and a half years of sobriety, it was just, I was all over the place. Um, I um, I came into the program and I was told um, by this really sweet, sweet, beautiful woman um, that um, everything that I need in my life is already inside of me. And uh, I need to stop looking for things outside of me, I need to stop chasing shiny things, I need to slow the fuck down, um, sorry they're swearing in here, um, and uh, and 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 realize that I, I have everything that I need, and I didn't believe her. Right, um, but she was so right, so I challenge that part in the big book, for those of you who don't know me, I challenge that part in the big book that says no human power could have relieved our alcoholism right because you know i'm not into this god thing or anything like that right and there's no human power well shauna was my human power you know she she i followed her in i followed her in on hormones and fear right she's beautiful i wanted her and and i was terrified of what my life was going to look like without drinking and, and without drugging without i can't even smoke a joint are you serious i can't even do that um so i followed her in and you know she's one of those people she's uh 15 years into the program she knows she knows newcomer crazy. So she let me follow her in because she knew if this is the only way that she's going to stay in the program, then so be it. And, um, and, and anything she would have told me to do, I would have done it. Um, And, and she said, go to four meetings, four meetings a week for two years, two years, four meetings a week for two years, Um, lay your foundation of recovery and then bugger off and go do whatever the hell it is that you want to do. And five years later, I go to three meetings minimum per day um, one in the morning when I wake up, one in the evening, and uh, I usually let one on the bus or something like that. Um, but I was, it, even when we were in person, I was going to a lot of meetings. Um, it's because I had a lot of questions. I had a hell of a lot of questions, and I wanted to know what sobriety was going to look like. I didn't want to actually do it, I wanted you to tell me what to do and and tell me what it was like so that I could just like pretend like you know yeah okay I got this and and that's so far from the truth this is a program of action it's not for people who want it so I want a lot of things right we all want a lot of things and it's not for people who need it and I tell you I needed this program when I was 13 years old <laughs> it's not for it's for people who work it if you're not going to get off your ass and work this program it's not it's not going to it's not going to happen or maybe it will happen, right? But you're going to be as grumpy as fuck. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> because one of the great things about recovery for me, it it provided me the change that I needed to be comfortable with myself and to be part of society so that I could be in a room with everybody and not tell y'all that I can't stand you because you're all idiots and, and, and nobody uh, compares to me. Like, how, how, how can I even be in a room with all you people? Because I thought I was superior to the world. And this program has... Um, cut that cut cut that up it's gone it's gone i i wouldn't I'm, i wouldn't think think that now um i i'm judgmental i own that you know let's say we we're not judgmental that bullshit. um i'm judgmental you know i i just don't find the need to actually say it out loud um and and i've learned how to stop and try and look at things from another person's point of view because it's not all about me you know this program helps us become comfortable with us so that we can help the next person that comes along. I can't help the next person that comes along if I've got my head like all absorbed with me. So, and I never thought I would enjoy helping people. Oh my gosh, I've got a bunch of sponsees that when that light bulb goes off above their heads, I melt. It is absolutely amazing. And I never thought in a million years that being of service would feel as good as when I was out there um, getting drunk and getting high. And yeah, I can compare it to that, you know, um, the other things that that that's supposed to supposed to happen with the program is is i'm supposed to lose that obsession to drink um i've lost the cravings of course i i can't crave something that's not in my body i don't have physical cravings but um you know five years into it i still have the obsessive thinking it is not nearly as bad as it was before but it's still there um, i just got to be honest about that kudos to the people who You know, woke up that one day, and the 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 two by four of recovery hit them in the face, and they never picked up a drink again, and never thought about it again. Well, good for you. I'm not one of those people. (laughs) Every now and then, I still struggle with it. Um, Actually, no, I don't struggle with it. Um, If if I'm struggling with something, that I'm 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 not putting enough effort into it. So, um, I ask questions. I validate what's going on with me. If I think I'm struggling with something, it means that I need to stop and just take some time to look at what's going on. I don't get triggered by things. I have feelings and emotions, yay, that I'm not familiar with (laughs) and I need to figure out what they are because I can't get through a situation. I cannot, cannot get out on the other side unless I validate how I'm feeling. Sometimes I'm feeling good and that's great, but sometimes I'm feeling bad. Sometimes I'm frustrated. Sometimes I'm feeling intimidated. Sometimes I'm scared, right? Um, And I have to validate those things. I can't push them down inside of me and just pretend like, you know, they're not there. I look like this volcano that's about to happen or a pimple that you get on your face that it just won't explode. But you know that when it does, it's gonna be nasty and disgusting. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to get into that. Um, Yeah, I don't wanna be like that. I don't wanna be like that. So I validate my feelings. And and I have no problem with walking into a room and saying, yeah, you know what? I'm just not feeling it today. Um, please, please, like a little conversation here or 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 don't make a comment or, or leave me alone. Um, I have no problem with doing that because those are my feelings and it's okay. And yes, I know, you know, feelings aren't facts. I don't want to know who came up with that. Feelings aren't facts. The fact is I have feelings, so I would challenge that, right? But. The fact is that my feelings change and how I'm feeling now is going to be different from five minutes from now. It's going to be different from 10 minutes, 20 minutes from now. it going to be different tomorrow, you know, because once upon a time, I felt like I could never do this program. There's no way I can go five minutes without a drink, you know, and that's the way it was for me in the beginning. It was like, let's get through the next five minutes. Let's get through the next five minutes. This one day at a time thing, hmm, yeah. sometimes I'm it, it's there, sometimes it's not, <clears throat> but what is there? is the present moment. The present moment, that really is all, what it's all about. you know? I can be where my feet are. So when I get all jacked up about something and I don't know my ass from my elbow or what's going on, I actually say out loud, Marcia, where are your feet? And that makes me stop. And I look down and I see my feet and my feet are planted on the ground in this moment, in the here and now. What can I do about things in the here and now? That's what helped me get through my stupid o'clock things. Like I've got insomnia. Y'all know that I have insomnia. I go to meetings in in Australia and and meetings here, and I'm all over the place. And uh, when I get up at 2.30 in the morning and the zombie apocalypse has returned, I ask myself one simple question. Is there anything you can do about it right now? Is there anything you can do about it right now? And nine times out of 10, it's no. (laughs) Is there anything I can do about it now? Um, Well, yeah, I can validate that it's there. I can say, okay, I recognize you and 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 then I can let it go until the morning. That's uh, easier said than done, but it is, it is really it's getting easier. That's what I used to tell the women at the um at the rehab center that um I worked at. When they would get up at, at stupid o'clock and, and they'd say I want to leave and um I would let them go pack their bags and everything like that and and they would get upset with me. Like aren't you gonna aren't you gonna stop me? What I've learned is that this is your journey. This is your thing. I'm not taking your journey away from you. Because if any of you would have taken my journey from me, oh, I wouldn't be here right now. I love my journey, all the good things and bad things about it. And it's not its not my job to take anybody's journey away from them. So I would say that to the women. It's not that I don't care, but we carry the message. We don't carry the alcoholic. As long as you're prepared to deal with the consequences that happens once you cross that threshold, and there you go. You know. And I would say, is whatever it is you're about to do as you leave here, is there anything you can do about it right now? And they they go back upstairs and pack their bag and pack their bags and go back to bed, which is great. I'm grateful because you know how much paperwork is associated with a midnight discharge. Oh, I'd be doing paperwork forever, so I'm not gonna let them go. Um, yeah, so um, my journey has taken me through many different um, environments and jobs and stuff like that. Um, I've learned that my sobriety has to come first so i don't put anything ahead of that so if I, I i've given up a couple jobs because um it because it interferes with my meeting schedule um the job that i currently have i'm very fortunate to have some amazing people that i work with and there's flexibility around um self-care um I actually they tell me more more to take care of myself than i actually do um and and i absolutely love that you know because if i don't take care of myself I, I'm, I'm useless to to um any of the participants I work with and, and my coworkers. And I, I, I like being there for them. I like being there for me. You know, um it it's it's I get to participate in my life. Okay, this is what it boils down to. So if there's anybody here who's new, who's struggling, who's pissed off about whatever, you know, you're right where you're supposed to be. Be pissed off and and that because you know your your best friend's just been taken away from you. You've lost your drugs and your alcohol and you don't know what's going on probably some somebody's about to be evicted from a place, uh, or, you know, the job's not working out. You don't have a partner. Oh, learn how to masturbate, man. It's it's not that far right? And you will find a place because there's shelters all over the place that you can go to. There's a solution for everything. There is a solution for everything. You just gotta slow down and take a look at it. It's not the solution you want, but there's a solution because that's what I got faced with. And I spent a lot of time in different places that I did not want to be in. Yeah, I was lonely and I was all that stuff. And 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 it eventually passes, you know. And I get to be where I am today. I get to participate in my life. I go to work five days a week. Did you know that you had to go to work five days a week? Because for years and years, I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know when my my boss was calling me saying, "Are you coming to work? You haven't been here in four days." I'd be like, "Yeah, what's your point? I I, I don't understand." You know. And 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 I'm present when I'm at work. I'm present when I'm at work, which is really cool. So um yeah it's it's from um coming to a lot of meetings and and all that stuff has got me here um and i'm and i'm happy to say that i'm grounded in who i am and i know who i am i know that this is this this is mine this is my body and it's mine and uh, i invite you to come and, and, and 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 into my space and if i don't want you there then i i have the power to say no things that i didn't know when i was growing up you know a lot of people used my body when i was growing up when i was a kid i didn't know that i had the right to say no I can say that, now. you know, um, I choose to be around positive things and, and try and stay away from negativity because when I was growing up, there was a lot of violence in, in, around me. Um, and, and I didn't know that that's not the environment that I'm supposed to be in. Right? I don't verbally abuse people anymore like, I, like was done to me. Um, I've learned how to stop lying. I have people in my life that I've never lied to. Lying for me was a developed skill. That helped me survive when I was a kid. If I told the right lie, I actually got dinner that night. If I told the right lie, maybe maybe you wouldn't you wouldn't be sleeping with me tonight. If I told the right lie, I wasn't locked in the closet for seven days. I was only locked in the closet for three. If I told the right lie, I felt like there was a purpose for me to be here because when I was growing up, I didn't know why I was here. It didn't make any sense to me. But I don't have to lie anymore. I don't have to lie anymore. To thine own self be true. That's what our coin says. To will thine own self be true. I don't know what my purpose is here. I really honestly don't. But I'm willing to find out more so now than I have been before. I didn't want to exist before. And today I'm happy to wake up each day. I wake up and I say, I got to pee. Let's go. I start my day, I take a shower, I put on fresh underwear, and things are good, right? A lot of shit happened to me when I was growing up. And what I learned is that my past is over. That's done. And if I bring it into today, and I keep myself in that mode, I'm, I I may as well just continue with the drinking and all that stuff. But my past is over, and I'm doing a lot of work. My inner child is pissed off, and I got some making up to do, right? first off, I got to forgive myself for not knowing that the things that happened to me was not my fault. I didn't know any better. I got to forgive myself for that, you know? Um, and that made a huge difference because that took some of the anger away. And once the anger's gone, then I can more delve into who I really am. So, um, that pissed off little kid. Yeah, she's still pissed off, but, um, Compassion, love and compassion. I'm being more compassionate with myself. I'm hard on myself because you guys hear you guys hear it all the time, right? But what you what you may not be aware of is that behind all of that, um, I'm probably one of the most loving and compassionate people to myself. That's why I like that um that serenity prayer that I heard, uh sorry, serenity statement that I heard at one of the meetings. Um, and I'll find it and and, and then I'll say, it. but if it but that that's where I come from and that's what i tell my sponsees when they call me and they're all, all upset about something and uh, and they don't know which way to go it's like would you just give yourself a break guess what you're a human being i'm a human being and i'm a pretty cool one <laughs> i freak out a little bit sometimes but you know uh, i'm i'm a human being which means i'm fallible right which means i'm going to make mistakes which means i'm going to be really cool <laughs> um and and that's okay um and that's what i love about uh, the 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 different things that i'm learning um the way things develop, the way I change, like change, change to me. I'm sorry for swearing for those people that don't like the C word change, right? Change. Choosing honesty allows new growth every day. That's the acronym. Change. Choosing honesty allows new growth every day. And if I'm not growing, if I'm not growing, right, I'm I'm getting stagnant. I don't want to get stagnant because if I get stagnant, there's a chance that I could relapse. And relapsing is not okay. It's not okay. You know, I know it's a part of people's stories. It's a part of my story, right? Does not make it okay because the end is death. People die from this. I think sometimes we're, I, uh, I, I forget because we're having so much fun and everything like that, that if I go back to the way I was before, like I could die. I don't want to die. You know, so one of the people that I work with that are having a hard time and they're in and out and in and out. I don't I don't turn my back on on the wounded. We don't turn our backs on the on the wounded because this is a we program because I can't do this by myself. Right. I will support you, but I will not validate your bullshit. okay? And because nobody did that for me. And that's how I got to be where I was and where I am. And I use this statement. I seek the serenity to stop beating myself up for not doing things perfectly the courage to forgive myself because I always try my best and the wisdom to know that I'm a good person with a kind heart. I'm a good person with a kind heart. I might have done some messed up thing, but I'm a good person with a kind heart. So as I'm telling myself to get my head out of my butt and I'm telling myself that I need to be present and I need to do the things that I have to do, I remember behind all of that, right, that I'm a good person with a kind heart. So what are the issues that I'm working on today? Because there's always issues. We always have issues, right? Um, I'm a bit of a workaholic. Yeah, I'm always working. People call me, what are you doing? Well, I'm just doing these notes and I'm just doing this. So um, I got to learn how to do new things, new things. I've got a friend that's here um, that spent a whole month um, doing something new and and, um, uh, something revolved around self-care for a whole month. Every day she did something different. If it was one day she took a bath, and the next day she went and bought herself a guitar, and then she, um, you know, she went for a walk. Um, you know, it's not all material things, but every day she did something new for herself, and and that I think that's amazing. I have commitment problems. <laughs> I have a problem committing to things. That, so I mean, I'm going to try doing things a couple days a week. You know, um, I did for a little while, and then I, I lost interest. And in, but I realized that I have to regain that because I I, I I'm missing out on the on life. I, I got sober to get a life, and now I I, I need to get out there and start doing things. And, and that's just it. I'm just afraid. Straight up, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that if I change what I'm doing, even though, you know, change is good, if I change it too much, what if I lose grip on my sobriety? And these are thoughts that go through my head, and these are things that happen. And guess what? I found out that those are okay thoughts to have. They're okay, and they're just thoughts. Am I putting those thoughts into actions? Not those ones. <laughs> I'm not. But it's okay to be afraid. So I'm going to venture out. I got a car now. I'm going to venture out. I'm going to Joysey City, going down to and go Walmart and see if we can buy some Cheetos and all that. <laughs> um, it's going to be my first trip. And then I, who knows where things are going to happen from there. You know, I got a friend that lives downtown that um, um, whenever I'm in the downtown area, I stop by and I grab a hug every day, every chance that I get. I've got people that I call just to say hi, and it's amazing and incredible. The service that I do, yes, I do a lot of service. I'm a service junkie, but it keeps me going, right? I'm not hiding behind service. I'm not. not. (laughs) I just really enjoy it. I enjoy seeking out speakers for meetings um, so that the message that was brought to me can be brought to everyone else. I enjoy that. I like going to newcomer meetings and I see people come in and they come in and they are pissed off and and they are oh you can feel the rage coming off of them um but then they sit and and you have a conversation and by the by the end of it they've softened up just a little bit or maybe that newcomer that didn't know how to smile is suddenly smiling again
1: maybe there's that little bit of
0: hope that has come out that 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 they that they can feel from being around um something that i had a part of and what do i have a part of i have a part of these meetings I have a part of this fellowship, and it's absolutely amazing. I mean, I can't can't express my gratitude, my appreciation. I can't express my appreciation for the fact that um, I get to be sober one day at a time with all of you. And it's amazing. It's incredible. And I've watched you grow just like you all have watched me grow. Um, And I've loved absolutely every part of it. You all think I'm going to carry on forever because you know I love the sound of my own voice, but I'm not. I want to make this an interactive meeting. I want to hear from all of you. I want to hear some positivity today. And I know there's somebody there that is not positive and that's okay, share your shit. You know, share your shit, get rid of it, leave it here, don't take it with you. Um, So um, I'm gonna wrap up now. I've focused this whole um, celebration with you for the five years of my sobriety and I've told you um, exactly how I've gotten where where, where I am. Um, so I want to hear about what you people are doing for your sobriety. Um, and if you're stagnant, if you're sitting still and in that place that, that you don't know, move a muscle, change a thought, move a muscle, change a thought. This is going to be, you're going to move that muscle and you're going to tell, um, you're going to tell us what's going on. And hopefully that'll change the thought because that's what, that's what happens with me. If I sit in my shit for too long, it is not fun. I drive my BMW, bitch, moan, and whine (laughs) a little bit every now and then. And then I park it. I'm getting better at parking it. Parallel parking is a little challenging, but, you know, I'm doing that. Um, And I let my feelings come, and I let my feelings go, um, and I stay connected. And for those people that are thinking that that's a lot of effort, look at how much effort you put into your, your, your drinking and drugging. My phone is not heavy. You know, they say that 10,000 pound phone. My phone wasn't heavy when I needed to call my drug dealer. So sure as shit ain't going to be heavy when it needs to call one of you to help me get my head out of my butt for the next five minutes. And sometimes I just call and cry. Those calls are always fun. (laughs) But I want to know what you're doing for your sobriety day. What are you doing for you, you? Because if you're doing something for your sobriety, you're doing something for you. So I'm going to end it with that. Um, I'm going to thank you all very much for showing up for me today and showing up for yourselves. This has been incredible. Um, yeah, just uh, own your shit. Do the next right thing. If you don't know what the next right thing is, ask somebody. And if that doesn't work, go take a shower and put on a fresh pair of underwear. And if you don't feel better, you're if you don't feel better, you're lying. Okay, because it does work. So with that, I'm going to say thank you very much. And uh, much love to you all, alcoholic addict, my problem is Marsha um, sitting in the solution one day at a time.